I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. We're th- thrilled to be back here with you. I'm Francis. This is uh, my dear friend and co-host, Julio Gallarotti. G, how are you? Good, man. Hey, everybody. You know, in the stride of things for your new year, hopefully you're feeling good and yeah. you're feeling happy and not too stressed mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, a nice kickoff to the year. That's right. Uh, we're, you know, hopefully you're here for a little... <laughs> a little distraction from that. A little distraction. We are we are recording from my new apartment for the first time. Congratulations on the move. We've moved. My girlfriend and I have moved. Uh, shout out, by the way, to Flat Rate Moving. Boom. You may recall how much I longed for an influencer-collaborated move, <laughs> and it happened. <laughs> Thanks to Ashley Hesseltine as well from Girls Gotta Eat, our good friend. Shout out. Uh, she sort of orchestrated that for me. And listen. Love an orchestration. Here, Here's the thing. I, I would plug flat rate on the podcast either way. But here's, here's what I will tell you. If you're in New York City, they may have actually locations elsewhere too. Use this company. Because they made moving. Everyone's been telling me oh you moved isn't moving the most stressful it wasn't yeah for the first time in my life this isn't even an ad by the way everybody like yeah like, i've moved literally seven times in new york in the 10 years that i've lived here every single time tell them what you did instead of packing up your stuff i did <laughs> nothing <laughs> i stayed out of the way and then went to get a sandwich and then Oh, yeah. They packed up on Monday, and then my girlfriend and I had to stay in a hotel. We stayed at the Standard Hotel in the meatpacking. It's great. great. Bougie, we were using the the Hotel Tonight app, so it was super cheap. It was a Monday night. It was like $160. It's great. And, um, you know, that hotel is famous in New York. How are the rooms? Well, they're really small. They're like simple, right? That's the whole concept, right? It's a. It feels a little bit like a hotel in Tokyo. Right, right, right. Um, It's floor to ceiling windows, and there was a whole problem a while back about how lots of guests at that hotel were having sex in front of the windows, and it's not far from all these office buildings. Fuck yeah. Um, and so that's so fucking dope. Yeah, but fortunately, all the office buildings were vacant. Um, uh, unfor- uh, and double fortunately we didn't have sex i was gonna i was gonna say unfortunately yeah i'd have been tied to just fucking oh are you an exhibitionist you no like to have people watching no but like dude when i catch people banging like through the window like that Fun. i'm just like fuck yeah dude good for them i've seen it happen <laughs> more than the average person i would imagine have you i've seen just like looking like peering out the window and seeing people having sex yes really like in their respective space whether it's an apartment or hotel well good for you because I look for it and I don't find it. <laughs> that's why. That's why. Because you're looking. That's right. We spent the night at this hotel. We went to get Los Tacos Numero Uno. Is that no. what it's called? I don't know. I've never been there. It's in the Chelsea Market. It's like oh, the best okay. taco yeah, yeah, place yeah. in New York. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, really I don't think good. I've eaten there. I've walked by it, though, when I've gone in there. Okay. Well, you're lost. <laughs> uh, we got tacos. We stayed at a nice hotel. And then we woke up in the morning, drove to our new apartment, and the movers moved everything in for us. And so it was dope. it was a joke. It's amazing. They made it. They were so efficient and so professional 
and so careful with our belongings and kind and fun. Love it. Flat rate moving. Use them. Trust me, guys. It will transform your life. Amazing. So Great. thank you to them. We're in our new apartment. We're here. We are still kind of setting up the podcast studio. Uh, so please forgive the somewhat, um, I guess. Our appearance. Yeah, our appearance is a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I've always wanted to say that. In regard to a business, forgive our appearance. They always say that. They do they say that. They always say our appearance. And it's like, you know, there's what? like a piece of tape on the yeah, wall. Yeah, That's you're it. you're a wall. Yeah. I mean your appearance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a wall, dude. They're doing repairs and, right. and you appreciate that. That's true. So dude, I thought of you last night because oh, you've must told me. Be nice. <laughs> yeah, as I was touching myself down. No, Touch myself. Um, <laughs> so you were talking about how you have night terrors. Yes. So this wasn't exactly a night terror per se, but I had like a dream that led me into the reality also and almost in, in a catastrophic way. Oh, no. So this is what was happening. I was on the Celtics. I was playing in the game and it was sick. Um, and we were playing the Lakers. So this is what happened. I, I, got, I got a steal at half court uh-huh. and I'm running down to, to lay the ball in since I cannot dunk. No. And I, I felt LeBron trailing me. Oh. So- I pump faked underneath the rim. He, he flew by me and then I easily laid the ball and it was great. Mm. So then next play down the court, I, I happen to come upon another loose ball and I'm running down and I'm kind of fading to my left as I shoot a three and fucking drill it like with LeBron in my face again. Mm. I'm like, this is so sick. Then the inbound pass comes in and I notice that I actually have a play on the inbound pass. So I reach my hand out to swat the inbound pass or to try to grab the ball and I wake up and I swatted my girlfriend's fucking picture on the wall. <laughs> and dude, it like, it just started and didn't fall. And I was like, oh my God, dude, that's crazy. And then I immediately thought of you and I wrote this down because I just was like, I was like, fuck, Francis has night terrors, but I just have night getting it done on both ends of the fucking court. You have night uh, <laughs> utility player, yes. five tool guy. Yes. Night battier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so dude i was just really excited to tell you about that's that. great so, that's great it's so strange um <laughs> because i don't i don't often wake up and continue to act out my dreams it's never happened to me no that it's doesn't crazy. happen to me but i do wake up screaming <laughs> <laughs> i screaming at the top of my lungs <laughs> That's yeah. so crazy, dude. I don't, I don't, I know we talking about dreams to me is, is a little whatever. I, I don't, I don't buy into it too much, but my common nightmare, um, other than not the night terror thing though, but one I have a recurring nightmare that I have is that I am getting married to the wrong person. Oh, that's a crazy one. Yeah. That's a crazy and one. And I had one recently and, and, and I was getting married. <laughs> Wait, and like you realized it when you were on the altar, you're like, that's not. It's I'm aware as I'm getting married to that person that I'm in a relationship with my current girlfriend. Oh, that's fucking crazy. And somehow the the dream has sent me down this crazy, very long, highest stakes version of cheating on her. That's crazy. Which is being at the altar with with my family and with witnesses present. As I start a marriage, as I get married to someone who's not her. So, dude, yeah, like, you know, one could say that that just speaks to, like, some weird compartmentalization thing in your brain. Of of what? <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe it's just, like, you saying that, like, 
your life is like maybe you have like a secret life that none of us know about. I don't. I don't though. And here's <laughs> here's how unrealistic it was. The the bride was Halle Berry. <laughs> sort of a Coog. I remember it. She looked good. She did. Was it current Halle? I think so. Okay. It wasn't some it wasn't like monster frozen Ball, in time Hallie. version of, right. of in, no, and that's definitely the one I know the best. Um, that's so funny, dude. <laughs> but yeah, but but Halle Berry, you know, yeah, I I remember thinking first of all, one, this isn't my girlfriend, and two, uh, you're much older than I am, and I don't think that we have a good shot of making this work. <laughs> Let alone. That's so funny. You're thinking of like the practical aspect yeah. as a, as well as the fact that you also have a girlfriend. It was, it's a Dreams strange are fucked thing. up, man. That's it true. is. Last they night are. I had another one too, where I was at, I was waiting for my therapist to come get me. Mm. And it was in the same office as my former therapist who saw me waiting in the waiting room mm. and saw that he was no longer my therapist. And like, it just made me feel like awkward as fuck. Anxiety dreams, dude. Who in your life, of people that you pay would you feel the worst about uh in terms of moving on from them and replacing them with someone else if they caught you whether it's like a cleaning lady or a you know an accountant your pediatrician or dude your doctor. This is, there's an easy answer to this chris <laughs> yeah Chris, well, dude. it's a testament that it's never <laughs> crossed my mind that we would replace you. <laughs> that would be the one that would that would hurt me the most. That would just feel, it would fucking be weird, dude. If you ran into Chris and we were walking around with some other guy carrying two tripods. Carrying gear? A, yeah. yeah, dude, that would crush me. That would be rough. That would crush me, dude. That would be bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anybody else in my life like that. I mean, like, I don't have a cleaning lady, um, at least one who I pay. Mm-hmm. I don't have a th- shrink anymore. Uh, I didn't even have a fucking doctor. I need to like figure that out. Whoa. I don't have a, I currently don't have a primary care physician. Mine stopped taking my insurance in like April and it was COVID and it was like mm-hmm. a hard thing. So I just haven't gone, you know, I've just been going to urgent care. It's so strange. The primary care physician thing. Mine changes all the time. I never know what to put down when I actually go I know. to the doctor. Dude, they crazy. ask for that. It's crazy. Um, but interesting, very interesting. Well, dude, I got something for you. Um, so I did. I had a very Francis. I was just on vacation. It was great. I had a very Francis-like first half of the trip, mm-hmm. being which I was with a bunch of couples. And you've just, you know, before COVID and stuff, you had kind of told us all these stories about you guys getting a house together with like friends of yours and couples and everything. So this was a little bit different, and here's why: the girls were all really good friends. But none of the guys had ever really met each other. Oh, that's tough. That's like a very potentially stressful situation. Well, it is maybe. Four I, nights. I will say, and I, I worry about what I'm about to say. <laughs> I think that it's better if the girls all know each other and the guys have to figure it out. I don't hate that. the other way around. I don't think you're going to get in trouble for that. I think that seems completely normal to me of a statement. Okay, so the flip that. side is that all the cute. guys know each other and then the girls have to become friends from, from zero. That just, I mean, I guess it just really depends. Here's my question. 
Depends who's if, going. If you're in a house, let's say you're in a ski house for a week, and I want to get back to what you want to say. Yeah, no, I mean, but that's, if you're that, in, a, this is pretty much yeah, why I brought this up. You're in a ski house with with two or three other couples for a full week, seven days, mm-hmm. right? And you are going with three of your guy friend buddies, and for some reason, I've never experienced this, by the way, where where none of the girls or none of the guys know each other. Oh, well, how would that even be possible? No one knows. Oh, no, no, no. Either, either girls, or. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But let's just say that none of the girls know each other. Okay. And that on the first night, everyone's sitting around having a glass of wine. And one of the girls says something that really angers another one of the girls. Mm. And then there's this like festering, simmering. Right. Disdain. This anger. For the whole weekend. That is toxic. That's bad. Yeah. That's toxic. But let's flip it. Okay, girls are all best friends. Guys have never met each other. One of the guys says something or does something that really pisses off another one of the guys. I mean, what you take that to its most extreme and they start fighting each other? That's not, you just hope that that is a thing that is never going to happen in that scenario. And we'd love to hear from from you guys if you have any like horror stories from like couples weekends with this kind of shit. Mm -hmm. But the guys were all pretty different. I will say that. And we all got along really well. Everybody was really cool. Um, and ended up being fine. But, you were know. They, were they all, were they, did you guys get along well enough that you would want to spend time with this same group of guys again? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I would have no problem with that. You know what I mean? If, like, you know, my girlfriend was like, hey, we're going to do, like, this. Like, especially if the trip itself was cool and different or whatever. And we were, like, going somewhere else and it made sense. Then, sure, I would have no problem with it. Interesting. And I also like, I like meeting different kinds of people. Yes. Because you can just like benefit. Like I learned some shit that can like maybe make me money. They've like made, that's great. Oh, you know wow. I mean? Those it, are good people to know. It's just cool to like know new shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I definitely went into it with an open mind. We were in rural Georgia, like in the Northern, in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Nice. Um, which were beautiful. And dude, it's so interesting. Like we would go to the supermarket and you never would like down there. Not everybody wears masks. In public. Even in the supermarket. Even in the supermarket. But I will say it was probably 75% were and 25% were not. And you'd never be able to guess who was going to be the person wearing it and who would not be the person wearing it. Mm. Like kind of the stereotypical person you would assume would not be wearing it was wearing it. Right. But then I saw these people, like I saw this dude, I saw a woman on a scooter with COPD. She had nos- She had air going into her nostrils. Not wearing a mask. Yeah. I was like, what are you like? What the fuck? Well, she doesn't <laughs> really have much left anyway. <laughs> right. It's like, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, right? she probably smokes too. Do you know <laughs> I, what I mean? Right, 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 right. So at that point, she's said, fuck it. I'll let medical technology do its best, but I'm not going right. to bend to the will of a pandemic right yeah i'm, I'm in god's hands that's what that's what she says probably i guess so man i'm in god's hands but yeah so like <laughs> if i had to single out one group that would be that would be the, the least likely of who i saw it was old women they did not wear masks old i saw mo- mostly old women inside the stores not wearing masks which interesting me. of course just my personal my personal experience in the couple days that i was there but i I always think it's interesting that it's much more it's a much more complicated thing than everybody thinks. Mm. It's very easy to categorize groups of people and it's a bad thing. You shouldn't, you know, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but you know, these are complicated things and you just you can't just tell 
say a whole region of the country is a certain way or is right. not a certain way, you know? So after you went from rural Georgia with all these people that you got along with very well, yeah, you went to the Bahamas. The Bahamas. Dude, okay. So my poor girlfriend, she had some kind of reaction to an antibiotic oh. before we went down to Georgia. Uh-oh. She had a video a video call with the doctor and you know she was very she was uncomfortable for a large portion of the time that we were in Georgia but like it was fine she would come in waves like whatever it sucked so she started taking stuff we had to go get her some medicine while we were down there that was prescribed and i think it must have like fucked up her stomach or something something happened where the first night we were in the bahamas we went to the emergency room ooh yeah i was in the hospital from 1am till 6am the first night in the bahamas Jeez, was she throwing up or something? It was just like some kind of pain. I mean, you know, some kind of stomach pain situation. I don't want to get too like specific and like oh, air sorry. out her stuff. No, yeah. no, no, it's fine, it's fine. Um, but dude, it, it was an it was a very eye opening experience because it was a very good ER process. Really, and that shouldn't be surprising. You know what I mean? Like medicine and stuff. Like in other countries, like people they have good medicine. Like there's there's this fear that like. If you go somewhere else, you got to go to their hospital. Like she was cared for perfectly well and thoroughly and she had to come out of pocket for it. And it was expensive, but she theoretically will be able to get reimbursed by an insurance company. And mm. um, it was just a very straightforward, good process of medical care. Right. That's really interesting. I try different countries' hospitals. That's a cool sort of world <laughs> tasting thing dude so i was thinking about that but then i was like how the fuck do you execute that just yeah. every time you go to a new country you're like yeah just break your finger you're just like yeah, you don't want to ah. be at a hospital right. anywhere right. i've been to the hospital in america a bunch of times <laughs> it's never i've never gone to a hospital to an emergency room in america and walked out thinking boy that was really great really no so what were the negative things about it I'll give you a couple examples. Uh, one time I was really sick and I didn't know what to do. Probably because I didn't have a primary care physician. And so I, I had a bad fever and I was really sore and my back hurt. And so I went to the emergency room, mm -hmm. which, by the way, I know it sounds like an overreaction, but based on what was going on, I, I didn't know what else to do. Yeah, And... The doctor there feared that I might have spinal meningitis. Oh, my God. Well, good thing you fucking went to the doctor. Yes. And so he, by the way, when you go to the emergency room, the problem is they very quickly determine the order of severity right, of the people right, who right, are there. Right, right, right. And it doesn't matter what time you're there. It could, there's never necessarily a downtime. Right. 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 So... Every time I've know. ever been to the ER, there are always so many people there who are in way worse shape than I am. <laughs> right. So I get bumped down the line. Correct. And that was the case here, too. And it's a miserable place to be when you're sick. Yes. You oh know, you'd much rather be home in bed or on it's the terrible. couch. Yeah. So I'm there and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And finally, I get, you know, I get to see the doctor, the ER doctor. And he comes in and he says that he wants to do a spinal tap. That must have hurt. Which so is bad. where they withdraw fluid oh from your spine. Oh my god, dude! And they use a needle oh, that god. is thick. Oh boy, it's thick. Jesus! And here's the crazy part: he had a 
I think it was a physician's assistant or a nurse with him. And he came in and he lies me down on the bed face down. And he says that she is going to perform it. Oh, like an intern. He's like, all right, it's her first, her first go. Yeah. And I go, wait a second. <laughs> Hang on. What? <laughs> and he goes, we're a teaching hospital. Oh, no. We, we want to use patients. Now, keep in mind, this guy's sticking a needle in my back. Dude. I understand now that it, it, it's probably a somewhat routine procedure, but at the time, I was terrified. And I said, I would be much more... I didn't want to offend her, but I also said... You're like, sorry. Please let you do it. Right, right. And Absolutely. he reluctantly did it himself. Oh, that's good. And he withdrew all this fluid did and they hurt? tested it. Um, well, they did like a local anesthetic, oh, so oh. I didn't feel it too much. Just a pinch or whatever. Jesus, dude. But I think conceptually, knowing that a big fat needle is going in between, I think it's in between discs of your spine. Yes. It's yes. terrifying. Dude, yeah. Terrible. So... I didn't end up having spinal meningitis. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but uh, I was fine in a few days. But anyway, all of that is to say, I've also been to the hospital in England once mm, in Oxford, and it was great. Right. Interesting. It was really cool. Interesting. And I remember I, I, had, I had gone out the night before, and we were trying to sneak into this nightclub called Park End in the city of Oxford. And we went around the back because they wouldn't let us in through the door because we were like eight dudes. And we tried to scale this fire escape. And it had this gothic fence, this wrought iron fence. And we were stepping up on it. And I was wearing these thin-soled dress shoes. And instead of stepping to the side of this spike where there was a, you know, I stepped right on top of it. And it went through my shoe and through my foot all the Uh, way to the bone. uh. And then I fell off. I Fuck. fell off the the fire escape. What? We were only on the second floor, but I landed on like a dumpster below, and then rolled down. What? Was, we were super fucked up, dude. Your medical record was already concerning leading into the last two stories. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> I was very. I'm very prone to to problems. So the next morning, I went to bed. The next morning, I woke up. My bed was covered in blood from uh, my foot. Fuck. And I went to the hospital. Because I thought I needed a tetanus shot. And that's what they did. They administered a tetanus shot. Oh, wow. And I remember walking out of there expecting to have to pay a bunch. And I don't think I paid anything. Right. Because that's England has universal health care, I think. I know. I'm not certain about that, but I I think that's exactly what happened. Right, yeah. But I'm not even a British citizen. And it's crazy, yeah. I know. And not even to, you know, I'm not like trying to act like, America's this not what we're doing here. I don't think as far as just like, but it is interesting that like you can be, you know, if you get fucked up in another place, if they have reasonable interest infrastructure, there's a high likelihood you'll be cared for. Well, not only well, but that you won't pay for it. Right. Right. At least in in my experience and your bill will be like if you, if you fall on the ski slope in Switzerland, you're going to be fine. You're going to not pay for anything. I could be, I could be totally wrong about that, by the way. Right. But, Dude, it's it's funny because people rage about the healthcare debate so much yeah. in this country, and, and you know, social healthcare versus privatized healthcare, Obamacare, all that. And I do wonder how much it would help if everyone who's a, you know resolute, resolutely against socialized healthcare, if they just went right. 
to he just broke their leg in another place. France and right. were there and then had to get yeah like a, a a big surgery done right and then walked out and it was free if they would right. be like you know yeah I know that's kind of nice I did I know <laughs> at the it's very least nice. not getting 48 pieces of mail right. where you have to sift through the six letters and be like what am I paying here I did I know and most of my family like at least on my dad's side almost all my dad's side lives in Italy and like people are like, oh, you wait for two years to get an operation. It's just like not true at all. Yeah. It's just like false. So I don't know. Um, anyway. But fortunately, you know, she walked out of that one and then kind of the trip definitely improved from there. Like we were able to like enjoy ourselves and do stuff. But dude, I have a, a couple funny things. First of all, yes, I was please. playing, we played blackjack together. Now, oh, first boy. of all, first night of the trip, dude, I sit down, I have 25, I have $45 and I was hoping like in my pocket, not, that's not all I had with me, but I just mm-hmm. brought a little bit. My plan was to lose $50 a day gambling. I sit down. I only have $45 on me, and I was hoping that there'd be like a $10 table or something. Yeah. There's only $25 tables. Ugh. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. I sit down with 25 bucks. I get, I have 16. I'm like, or no, I have 15. I was like, fuck, this is literally like the worst hand. I'm going to lose. I had just ordered a drink. She was going to come back. I was going to be gone. I was like, this sucks. So I'm just staring at the 15, and I look at the guy next to him like, dude, should I hit that? He's like, because the dealer was showing a king. You and have to. He, and he's like, dude, you have to. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, fine. I hit it. It's a five. 20. 20. Awesome. He has a nine. I win the hand. I then win 10 hands in a row. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Come on. I end the first off of putting down 25 bucks. I end the night up 300 something. Let's go. Let's go, dude. Bye-bye. Let's go, baby. <laughs> so then the next night I win like 15. The night after that I win 50. And then the last night I lose 100. And I'm still, I'm up like 300 total. Hell yeah. So Hell yeah. fucking big win. So Hillary sees me go on this crazy run and she's like, oh, I want to play too. So oh, dude, no. we sit down. <laughs> she gets aces. You have to split aces. Yes. She goes, I go, you have to split that. She goes, well, I don't want to. I was like, you have to split it. And she goes, I don't want to split it. I was like, you should split it. The dealer's like, you're supposed to split it. She splits it and she gets like a three and a four. Ends up losing both hands. She goes, what the fuck? She starts, I'm like, I, I'm like, I swear it was. Yeah, but hold on a second. <laughs> She's not not necessarily worse off with a three and a four because it, she either has two or 12. And yeah, right. She Regardless, she ends up losing both hands. Like, oh, okay. it, it ends up not going. She ends uh-huh. up losing them both. Uh-huh. Um, and then it was so funny how this entire group of people rallied behind me to support me. And th- just the way it looked was so bad. Like. And she's not like that. She just looked like she was yeah. being, you know what I mean? It was like, like a really... the whole group was mansplaining yeah. to her. <laughs> yes. Dude, it was a group <laughs> of mansplaining operations. Mansplaining blackjack. The dealer, the supervisor. Yeah. He goes, it didn't work out that time, but you are supposed to do it that way. Oh, that's, Dude, a, very, that's a very nice way to say yeah, it. It was very polite. Very everybody gentle. Down, everybody yeah. down there was very polite. Good for him. But that was funny. Um, and dude, then this is something that I want to ask you about that I couldn't wait to bring this up on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you guys about dolphins. Okay. Okay. So we did this thing, all the activities you couldn't do because it was COVID. The hotel was 4% occupied. Wow. There was nobody there besides me and fucking Drake. Drake was staying at the hotel, apparently shooting some music video. Drizzy. I didn't see him, but mm-hmm. Drake, Meek Mill, Lil Baby were all down there apparently. Wow. I know. Um, and hopefully the song's fire. Yeah. yeah. Dolphins in Bahamas. Mm, Drake the and Dolphin. Meek Mill. <laughs> and Young Baby. Ooh, that's their song. Dolphins in the Bahamas. Dude, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they're like, there's no activities really except for swimming with dolphins. Okay. And 
normally to swim with dolphins, you go on a boat, you're with like 20 other people, you get in line, you wait, everybody has their turn, whatever. This, there was no one else doing this. So we had the boat to ourselves. We were the only people on the, on this little private island of dolphins. Mm. The only people there. So we got to do the dolphin thing, just us. It was cool. And like, we're swimming with the dolphins. Not something Hillary would have normally wanted to do. I don't know if she would have or not, but we end up doing it. It's great. But here's my question. I have all these pictures. Am I allowed to post pictures of myself with a dolphin or is that like fucked up somehow? Yes, you are allowed to. Is it controversial that no. it's a dolphin that's in captivity? Wait, is it in captivity? Like technically it's a domesticated dolphin. Wait, you said you went out to an island on a boat. Yes. How is that in captivity? So the dolphins, even though they're swimming in the ocean water, they are domesticated dolphins. They live within this parameter of area. And are they fed? They're fed very well. By the people. By the people. So they don't hunt themselves. They were not captured in the wild. They were bred domestically. It's like having a cat. They're like cat dolphins. They're cat dolphins. They're cat dolphins. They're colphins. <laughs> They're colphins. They're dats. <laughs> They're dats. Yeah. Uh, we had a lovely time with the dolphins. They're Colfin doing little dad. tricks. Dude, <laughs> call from dad. No, I'm saying cat. You know, there's cat dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a coffin dad. Coffin dad. Yes, exactly. I'm a coffin dad. Dad, dad. But dude, I have all these like silly, insane pictures of myself with dolphins. That's great. And videos. And they're so silly. You don't need to clarify to people how those dolphins were made. Are people going to get all mad at me and say that I'm a piece of shit? You know what, Julio? If those people are, they're not, they're not going to be able to cancel you over it. <laughs> That's not enough. To bring you down. Dude, these pictures are so stupid. I'm I sitting there with a dolphin. Like, I'm like kissing a dolphin on the lips. I was like, oh, Hillary. I'm like, I'm like kissing a gay dolphin. Or no, sorry. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's funny. Okay, fine, no Come on. That's great. No, I was like, <laughs> God damn it. I was like, all right, yeah, keep it, I guess. Fuck. I didn't mean to say it like that. I'm I'm getting canceled. I went into this thinking I was going to get canceled because of dolphins, and instead it's because of homophobia. How did this? Uh. <laughs> but anyway, I'm kissing the dolphin on the lips. Like this is they make you pose for a picture kissing the dolphin. I'm like, oh, Hillary, I'm kissing a man dolphin. Like, you think I'm into guys? She goes, there are ten other reasons you're into guys. <laughs> <laughs> She's. Like, She's like that. You kissing a male dolphin isn't even top ten. <laughs> good for her. She had a good couple. She's of good got singers. an acerbic wit. She does. She's yes. she's very funny. A rapacious wit. She has a rapacious. A wit. rapacious wit. <laughs> Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now, and I said, "If you're thinking about starting a podcast," I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium. And you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm. Download it now. We had a good time. We went to like uh, one of the guys from one of the chef's table episodes opened his first restaurant outside of Italy in the Bahamas at this hotel. Wow. So had a fucking 32 ounce Florentine steak. Like it was so good. All this stuff. Like we had a really nice time. And give granted, it's like 
a pandemic and things are weird, um, I'm happy that we were able to go and do it. Oh, yeah, you know? man. Yeah. Do you think less of uh, chefs when they open up r- branches of their restaurants or new restaurants in places like of a course. big resort in the Bahamas or a casino in Las Vegas, Bobby Flay's yes. Steakhouse at the Mohegan Sun or whatever? Yes. So, dude, 100%. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, this is like bullshit. But I looked into it. This is the only other restaurant that he has outside of Italy. Mm-hmm. It was a guy from Chef's Table too. It wasn't like it wasn't Bobby Flay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This guy's like this famous butcher, and he's known for these Dario Cecchini. Yeah, you saw that episode. It's a great episode. Cool. Um, and he's known for these steaks. So like, you know, if you go there and you get the fucking crab cakes, you're like doing yourself a disservice, and obviously it's expensive. But I felt happy that I was able to kind of like eat this steak in this style. Right. So the answer is yes. But I, I like thought through it in, in detail. And like, although I can't brag that I've been to his real restaurants, it still felt like good enough for me. Does he have his name on the restaurant marquee? Is it Dario Rapici? Yes. Yes. Which I know you, blank, s- you know, Rapici apostrophe s it carna Dolphin carna by Marina. dario cicchini yes yeah which i know you think means it's shitty and i i don't know i don't necessarily shittier. what is it shittier shittier here's here's my thought about it first of all <laughs> that guy by putting his name on it has to ensure to some degree that the people who work at that restaurant understand his methods and are carrying them forward Right, right, right. It, it can't just be that his, you know, famous marquee restaurant in Italy is the only place that gets it right. Right. So right. he's he's definitely put himself on the line. The question is, how often does he come to visit that bah- Bahamian restaurant to to make sure it's close? So it's only been open two years, um, which I also think I don't even know when that Chef's Table episode came out. It might have been before the episode came out. The because it's from season six, we have to look into that. Um, but regardless, it's only been open two years, and you have to imagine that he hasn't traveled there during the pandemic, I imagine. Um, right. Unless maybe he did to check in or whatever. But, dude, these are all very good questions, and I was thinking through all of them. And I, the whole time, I was like, am I a sucker? Mm. But the steak was incredible. But I also am not like a steak connoisseur by any means. Like, right. I've, just, I've only really been eating steak for the last couple of years. I didn't eat, eat red meat for like a decade. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. it's, it's a tough one, man, because sometimes you don't have a choice. Sometimes Dario Cicchini's, you know, what was it called again? Carna. Carna is by far the best option of all your options. There are no. It was the best. And everybody on TripAdvisor is like, this is the best yeah. restaurant in this hotel by far. And maybe on in all of the hotels. But on the a part of the problem there is that you'd have to think, and I don't mean this to be a dick. <laughs> compare the people. Who are going to Italy? Where is his? Where is his main restaurant? Tuscany or something? Yes. Let's say it's Tuscany. It is. It is. It's in Tuscany. Traveling to Tuscany to go to his restaurant, which I presume is famous. Yes, he's three right? of them in Italy, and they're all famous. That one versus the people, the clientele that are going to this full service resort in the Bahamas and hitting his, you know, air conditioned, no chlorinated, chlorine smelling house music playing. There you go cocktail making guys with their side pieces from you know cuba that they've flown in for the week his normal restaurant and his whole thing that he's famous for is that he cooks with the shit that you don't normally cook with so like you can eat snout at his restaurant okay like when he was a kid like they would he his family were butchers 
so they would only get the leftovers. They would uh-huh. eat everything that like wasn't a steak. They also have a steak too, but yeah, dude, his restaurant in Italy, it's like a countertop and he's there and he's like doing all this silly shit. Right. Um, so of course it's not as good. <laughs> silly shit. No, he goes to beef or not to beef. Oh. That is the question. So he's kind of a an entertainer chef? Yeah, he reminded me of my cousin, dude. Who I, I talked about this in the podcast, right? My cousin's a chef in Atlanta. We can talk about this. It's, I do want to hear about that, but, 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 but yeah, I, continue, I, I continue. still have a couple more questions yeah. about Dario Please. Shakira. So... Uh, <laughs> Does he, does he, um, so he does, you know, the, the thing I don't understand is like you you get, you go to an airport and you'll see Bobby Flay's thing yeah, or you'll see, you know, famous celebrity chefs, of course, Wolfgang Puck, Wolfgang Pucks or, you know, the guy who got canceled, Batali, Batali. Yeah. Who's the British guy that everyone knows who's mean? Oh, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay's He's funny. funky salad bar, yeah, at, you know, yeah. in between gates six and eight. So this guy isn't there. He's he doesn't do that. But you do have to believe that that's how those chefs become hood rich. Yes. Like they make the that is where they make tons yes. of money is yes. if they're able to trade on their name and franchise it. Totally. Uh, Absolutely. But I do wonder how much the quality drops off. And I wonder, like, I I haven't like been in a place where I was going out for these kind of meals until like recently. And before, um, I don't know if Bobby Flay started out the same way. I remember him from iron chef, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, it's unclear to me if he was like the most incredible chef in the world. And then now has 25 restaurants because it made sense. And he's retiring essentially or right. whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know. You know, what's weird. I, I used to go to Gato. Oh yeah. A fair amount, which was his sort of restaurant in New York. I heard um, it's really good. Well, it's funny. It was it was very good, and you would see him in there. He oh, would really? Be in there, okay, that's cooking. Cool. That's sick. And it gave you a sense. It definitely elevated the meal, right. whether it deserved to be or not. Who knows? But seeing him back there flipping shit on the grill uh, made here. you think. You're like, I'm in it. He this cares it. enough to be here. He's here. Clearly, right. this is his place. Right. Um. But I would go, I went four or five times, and I remember towards the end, I, I remember thinking, even by that point... Wasn't as good? It had dropped off. Interesting. Interesting. And maybe that's because he went off and started a new... Maybe. ...place in the Bahamas. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it's true. And like that that's one of the things, too, about like those those chef's table things. It's That's a little bit of a bummer. It's like... The food's so incredible, but like for the most part, it's these like insanely expensive meals. Yeah, they are. Besides, why, which is why the barbecue season, and I recommend that to people. Um, if you like, you know, food shows or just like beautiful shows, like there's a whole season about barbecue, and the meals are like fifteen bucks. Yeah, and they're fucking amazing. Wow. Um. So yeah. Cool. Nice. So good trip overall. Great trip. Glad I went. Um. You know, you. I. I everybody's probably figured this out by now. I have sort of like a bucket list thing where I would like to, you know, go to every country. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you How know, are you doing on that? Not great. <laughs> How many countries are there in the world? 197. I knew it was 197. I think we've talked about this before. 197. Technically. How many have you been to? Not that many. Have you been to over 50? No. Really? Yeah. Not over. That 50. surprises me. I've really caught it, made up a lot of ground in the last few years. Cause I've just decided this recently. Like in the last the, four or five the years. The problem is that you're not going to be able to get to, war-torn country yes you will you can There's what are bu- you going to just step over the border and no you get no you can get, a, you can get a visa so you intend to go to afghanistan yemen yes syria yes 
there are going to be places in that are you don't even know right now but you may end up plan to you, you may plan to go to and then by the time you can get there it's not accessible how are you going to go to north korea that's that's not even that hard like it's obviously hard but like that's a doable one you can get a visa for that. what's the least doable one in your mind libya and yemen right now probably are the hardest libya really? libya you have to go to the embassy in rome to get a visa if you even know of somebody who can like and you need like a person on the ground to help you there's all these youtubers who do it dude like if that's another fun wormhole like there's people like doing all this crazy traveling right now i don't know i'm not i know it's like not the best time to be doing all that and i know that that's a little controversial um but it's not something that i'm going to drop my life for i'd like to you know steadily make a dent it's fun to me i enjoy Mm -hmm. it i don't know whatever so i'd never been to the bahamas so that was cool so all in all a good trip if you went to syria yes and you were kidnapped Mm -hmm. by members of a, a rebel faction isil would you would there be any part of you that would be excited no (laughs) so this is the thing man like even in these places right now and the reason why i say yemen and libya um those are places that are like super duper unstable i think but even in most in most of these places there are like places that are normal like damascus is like not that dangerous to visit from what i understand like western syria is like normal ish and like not dangerous so mm-hmm. like you can do it that way. And I don't intend to be some kind of cowboy. Like even going to Somalia, like if you go to Mogadishu, apparently like you're a lunatic, like mm-hmm. it's like really dangerous, but there are parts of it that are like super stable, super chill. We have some list. We have a listener who's in the parliament, but, but <laughs> this is my, my question. If you are going to check Somalia off your list mm-hmm. and then you end up only going to some serene, right? fake part of i mean wouldn't would you want to get the real somalia yes and hopefully one day i'll have enough money that i can hire like a, a team of like armored private security oh of, <laughs> of yeah like uh, of uh blackwater guys. yes exactly yeah but that's just i, mean, I can't imagine how they might not is. even want to take that assignment i, I think they would but I don't know. Those I, guys I charge a lot. Man. I know they do. I know they do. That's a big time. But dude, there's like 21 year old girls on YouTube who are, and I say girls cause you know, they say not to travel to some of these countries as a woman. Like there's just one girl who's traveled, uh, who goes to all these places by herself and she only speaks English. Like that gives, that encourages me more. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems really entitled by her. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're just thinking the world's going to like treat you well. But she did it. Like, fair enough. All right, whatever. Uh, Oops, the podcast. Good, good for you, man. I mean, that, I wish you well on that on that journey. Uh, it's cool. I liked uh, your idea to hit all the fifty states. Have you? Thank you. How close are you on that? I've done that. You've done it. Yeah, that's a remarkable accomplishment. Thanks, man. Fifty states. You know, I didn't realize how much it was until I realized I don't know anybody who's done it except I for like people's parents. It. Yeah, it's a very bucket listy thing, which is funny because. People have been joking with me that I've been doing bucket list shit this year. And it's funny that like swimming do- with dolphins and going to Alaska are definitely both on that list. Yeah. Like, there's a handful of things. Watch you live to like 110 and be like, <laughs> God, I didn't need to rush at all. <laughs> Why did I-, I didn't need a bucket list? So, dude, that's the thing I'm thinking, though. I think that if I like if I go to six different countries a year for 30 years, I've completed it. Uh huh. You know, I just think that I think it's easier. That's 
conceptually sounds easy. Right. But right. there are going to be island nations that it's not going to be that easy to get from one to the next. Right, right. Or um, there may be very, yeah, very hostile places. So the thing that I'm the most worried about is that as the older that I get, the more people in my life depend on me and it will then just become irresponsible of me yeah. on that in that regard. That it will no longer just be my life, it will be other people's yeah. lives. I'm Unless about you were able to monetize what you were doing. And it was your way of putting food on the family's table. Right, which would be great. We'll and see. you could do that. I could do that. You could start a, a vlog or become a travel writer or right. whatever, and then you've justified, well, this is how dad makes money, you know? Right, right, right. Sorry, right. I have to go to North Korea. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. That is the one way to do it. Yeah. So we will see about that. And more, if we, I have some announcements in the near future too about projects. Oh, good so projects like that. <laughs> so it's funny you bring that up. Hell yeah! But that soups the podcast for today, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back. We are uh, very happy to have you with us. Please check out our YouTube page, uh, Oops the Podcast. Send us any thoughts to Oops the Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, check out our merch, Oops the Podcast dot com. Uh, I'm Francis, and he's Julio, and we appreciate you. See you soon, guys.